Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. Special shout out to Elisa Ryan Powell as she uh, gears up for her final stretch run of LSAT prep. Um, ah. This is our AFC 2019 preview. But before we get into that, Matt, uh, the Sun Devils have been at Camp T and there's been a lot of news and notes coming out of it. Um, you know, there's the quarterback battles, there's the former quarterbacks who, you know, are, I think every team might be going Taysom Hill with at least (laughs) one quarterback on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of him when, when this story has come out about Ethan Long. So Ethan Long, Captain America, um, will be on the field. There, there is no doubt from Herm, he's going to play. It seems more and more dubious that it will be under center i don't think there's much chance of that i think that you know if he is playing quarterback and this is not to insult him but if he's playing quarterback that means we've had an injury and and a departure and maybe multiple of one of those things uh he's he's pretty clearly the fourth in line at quarterback and that's why this this do-it-all all-purpose role of you know some some offensive packages some special teams has come to pass. And yeah, I certainly thought of Taysom Hill and, you know, you're hearing that the Bravens may do something like this with Trace McSorley. And yeah, I, I, I kind of like it with Joe Webb. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, I kind of like it. One, it's a creative way to get, uh, you know, get an athlete involved. And, you know, and we've always heard from the time he committed, he's a good athlete. He could play defense, you know, that type of thing, but it's also a creative way. And I don't know if this entered into the, the decision process, but a creative way to keep a guy in the fold rather than transferring. You know, I mean, if he's willing to do it and rather than say, well, you're a number four quarterback, you know, grab some pine and wear a headset. And then you think, uh, this guy's going to leave. I mean, we need to keep depth and that doesn't hurt. You know, if you keep a guy involved in the team, then if you do need that depth, you got somebody you can go to. It, it feels like, a better version of when all of a sudden they were going to move Colton Gerhardt back to quarterback. Right. Um, right. When, you know, a few years ago when Brady White got yeah. hurt and Manny got hurt and it's like, uh, oh goodness. We need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, now we've got somebody who we can use, but if, you know, let's, let's play it out. Let's say that uh, one of the freshmen ends up winning the job, which seems ever more likely. Um, and Dylan Sterling Cole decides, I'm hitting the road. He pulls a Kelly Bryant and decides I'm not staying for my last year here. See you later. Uh, then we're down to three quarterbacks. What if one gets hurt? And all of a sudden, you know, you, you need somebody there. So, uh, and, and none of those things are that outlandish. I mean, I don't, I'm not forecasting something that I think is a real extreme scenario. I think it's probably fairly realistic if it does play out that way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it's good to have a guy that, can you know stay with that position but also find a role for him and if he is a good athlete and he can impact the game somewhere else why not uh you know seems seems like a a win-win for everybody as long as he's willing to do it and apparently he is it also explains why they were so confident that it would be okay to bring in three freshman quarterbacks it does it does yeah yeah which is is good in a way that there was a, a a plan in place in some ways, um, although they've kind of spun it that, you know, oh, boy, this just caught us by surprise. I don't really think it caught them by surprise. Um, uh, you know, I, I think this is probably something that was discussed with him. Um, if he truly believed that he was a quarterback only and this was where his future was, he wouldn't be here anymore. Uh, you know, if they had come to him and said, hey, we want you to play some fullback and some, you know, wide receiver uh, safety. And, uh, yeah. You know, we're going to put you on kickoff return as a blocker. Uh, he probably would have said, no, nah, see ya. I'll find some, you know, so I'm assuming this was probably discussed in the recruiting process. It could be wrong. Uh, but it just seems like it was something that was probably on the radar at least. And, and, you know, credit to him for being realistic. We, we see it a lot in college sports, especially, that these guys are not, you know, it's, it's hard to be self-aware and it's hard to probably tell yourself that like, maybe I'm not going to be a first round pick at quarterback. Uh, maybe I'm not even going to be a starter at quarterback. So 
you know, can I can I find a way to impact the team a little bit? Uh, you know, I think he's done that. We think. I mean, we haven't seen anything yet, but it, it sounds like he's going to get the opportunity to do that at least. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the quarterback battle, as you alluded to, everybody seems pretty sure that it's going to be Jaden Daniels. With with it seems like an emerging thought that Joey Yellen could be the backup. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, you it, know, that it, it's he's, certainly that he's been a sh- enough. It, it's it's certainly spring. been a shift. Uh, yes. and a and a huge disappointment you have to think for Sterling Cole because it sounds like from all the reporting he kind of did everything they asked he's just getting outplayed he's just getting out yeah yeah I mean it's a it's it's tough because you know I read that story uh, a week or two ago that Doug Haller did about um, Sterling Cole's dad and you know talking to him and kind of just did it as more of like a uh, you know an interview with him more so than a story and you read that and you think yeah, I'm rooting for this kid. You know, he's hung with us, and and it'd be great if he could get that opportunity. But the bottom line is, this is about results, and it's about winning. And you've got to go with the quarterback that that gives you that best chance. And it's not a it's not a business of sentimentality. Uh, to go back to Kelly Bryant, you know, whose name has been in the news a little bit. You know, Clemson had to make that choice last year. Kelly Bryant had been a you know. Good quarterback for them the year before. He got them to the playoff. They won an ACC title, and I'm sure a lot of you know a lot of his teammates really liked him. But it's about who gives you the best chance to win, and that decision certainly worked out well. Um, and, and I'm not saying that this decision is going to work out that well. I don't think it is, but you know it's that's the way it is. Like I feel bad for Sterling Cole if he doesn't win the job. I think he's done what he could, but maybe he's just not good enough. Well, and one of the things that, you know, kind of I think I alluded to earlier and, and I think is true across the board is it used to be if it was close, you'd go with the veteran. And now, yes. you know, and it makes sense absolutely for the coach, especially if it's close, go with the younger guy who might yeah. keep you in your job for three, four more years. Yeah. Well, I mean, Herm said it when, when camp started, and it's rare to hear a coach say that as much, although maybe not as rare as it used to be. Because, yeah, I mean, the, the, the old thought was, you know, coaches always want the veteran. Uh, coach is always going to go with the experience. Well, he said, you know, hey, they're pretty even. You're going to play the young guy because – and his, his point was hard to argue. You know, if, if a guy can come in and in, you know, 15 spring practices – and a handful of preseason practices catch up to where you were when you were there the year before, but probably says that guy's pretty good or you're not that good or maybe both. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's logical. I think that's also a changing mentality in that, you know, again, all the movements, especially with quarterbacks, if, if a freshman comes in and he's playing well and he's getting feedback that you're good enough to start, but Oh wait, you're not going to start. He's probably going to leave. And, and so, I, you know, I think you have to keep that in mind, too. Of like, do you want to keep this guy in the fold? Yes. Well, then maybe it's time he wins the job. Yeah. And I do think that you are probably saying goodbye to DSC. But when, when they recruited him, you know, and obviously that was under Graham, which mm-hmm. also bears noting that he sure. was not a Herm guy. No, he wasn't. Uh, but he came in with the label of a project, and yeah. if these true freshmen come in and they're even or beating you, well, the project's almost over. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a senior year, uh, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the interesting thing for him, and you know, just being realistic about how you look at it. So it's a senior year, but he hasn't redshirted. So can you somehow keep him? I mean, and you got this four game rule. Now, did he play? He didn't play four games last year, did he? Uh, he did not. So he could theoretically use last year as that year, uh, you know. But, like, do you try to appeal to him if you can of, hey, stay with us this year. We're not going to play you unless we have to. You know, we're, we're not going to put you out there just to mop up and, you know, and burn a year for you. And then we'll support you anywhere you want to go if you you know, can use your fifth year somewhere else. Because if he leaves in August, where are you realistically going to land to do anything in 2019? Nowhere. Uh, you know, and so you're looking at, you're looking at a, a wasted year anyway, basically as far as playing. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere and immediately step in and be eligible and ready to play and, 
Uh, so can you keep him in the fold or does he say, no, I'm going to find my next land. I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm leaving uh, and I'm going to, you know, do what, again, I keep coming back to this guy that I didn't intend to. But what Kelly Bryant did was, you know, like, okay, I'm done. I'm playing football for you guys. I'll finish school and I'm going to be ready in December to make my decision on my next spot. I think that if you are Arizona State's coaching staff, the fear, I guess, is you burn Yellen's redshirt year. Right. But it's not that big of a fear because if Daniels beats him out, at some point, theoretically, you'd hope in the next three seasons he could get that redshirt year back. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, it, it's... Yeah, I, I just think I just think that if you're the coaching staff and you are willing to say in an honest moment, look, if if Jaden Daniels is our guy and he goes down for an extended mm-hmm. period of time, we're gonna go with Joey Yellen anyway. Yeah, yeah. Then, then you just tell DSC, hey, look, man, thanks. You, if you want to stay and you want to compete, we think you can help us. Yeah. But if you want to go and you want to get in somewhere and you know run their scout team for a year, get to know the coaching yeah. staff, okay. You go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the most realistic outcome. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to foresee him doing what I just said and, you know, hang, hang with us all year. And then, you know, I mean, because there are only so many opportunities and I mean, he's was, not going to be hugely sought after. It was I mean, the kid from – from SC, right? Who did that? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. The quarterback who didn't he go to Pitt? Uh, Max Brown. Yes. Who decided yes. like yes. he got beat out for the job. He lost the job, and he's like, yes. "All right, I'll stay." And, and everyone yes. sort of acknowledged him. The coaches, everyone, like after this year, I'm gonna leave. We're not gonna play. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. He did. Yeah, he stayed backed up Darnold that year, and then he. Then he went to Pitt for his last year. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. Uh, it would be nice. I mean, as, as an ASU fan, you know, you're, you're concerned about the team. And, and it, you know, I think even though, yes, you certainly say, well, boy, if he can't win the job, do you really want him, you know, play it if you have to? Well, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's better that than a walk-on, right? Like, you know, yeah, he might not win the job, but I still would probably prefer him to – you know, ending up at a walk-on or Ethan Long if he's the fourth quarterback or something like that. So, you know, depth is good. Uh, a guy may not be good enough to be a 12-game starter, but maybe he could start one or two if you needed one. Um, yeah. But, you know, you have to be realistic, and it's probably not going to happen if he doesn't win the job. And, yeah, it, it certainly seems like it would be a stunner right now if, you know, in the next week or so. And I think most people expect the decision to be made in the next week or so. I, I uh, heard as early as Monday from uh, yeah, after, the after Sun Devil source people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, I think Lycan said he wanted to do it about two weeks before the first game, and that's next Thursday. So, um, you know, I mean, I think it's going to be soon. I think it'd be a shocker if if Dylan Sterling Cole won the job right now. Now, you know, things change in a hurry sometimes, but I'd be stunned. I mean, it seems like it's all pointed in the direction of Jaden Daniels. Howler's been on that from, you know, early July when he started writing stuff that it just felt like that was where it was going. And it still feels like that even more as the days pass. Well, and there's no Taylor Kelly situation where, where you're like, you keep hearing stuff and you're thinking, well, yeah, but come on. It it seems pretty clear that that, yeah, they're rotating reps, but Everyone's talking about Daniels. Yes. And yes. no one is talking about DSC. No. There's been more talk of Yellen. I mean, you know, I've, I've read more about Yellen and how he's progressed and and how, you know, he's looked good. And he's made some really good throws. And Haller has specifically said, and, you know, I don't – I think Haller talks to enough people. I, I trust that what he says doesn't just come from his own mind. And I'd be willing to bet he's talked to enough people on the staff who've said, you know, we're probably going to just have Joey Ellen be the backup. And that's why he's offering that. Uh, yeah. You know, he probably hasn't gotten it from her, but he's probably talked to a few, you know, assistants and GAs and things like that enough to probably have some good idea that that's, there's legitimate thought to that. Yeah. Well, and Herm 
it seems, is not afraid to tell you. No, true, true. I mean, he might have gotten it from him. Who knows? You know, but but you know, that's that's what reporters do. They don't they don't get things straight from the coach or the GM or whatever. Uh, they you know they get it from you know another player that they know they get it from an assistant coach that they talk to and and then that stuff gets out there as you know it seems like there's a chance well you're not just making that up at least you shouldn't be you're getting it from somewhere so i think that's probably where we're headed it seems like he's progressed enough and and you know be impressed in you know what he's done since the spring um that it seems like that's the direction we're going and and certainly if that is what they tell sterling cole then I think that's probably it for him with ASU, which again is a shame. Uh, you know, you, you, you kind of, you get these stories and you think of these guys as more than just a name on a paper all of a sudden, like, you know, they're, they have a human element and you hear about their families and you think, you know, ah, I'd love to see that kid make it. But the bottom line is it's, it's about results. And, and if he can't produce the results, then that's just tough luck. Yeah. Um, we're now going to transition to our AFC preview. Uh, Mrs. Story, I know that you make it to a certain point in the podcast, and then eventually you just check out. Uh, it's not now. She's done already. Uh, Absolutely done already. Well, if you made it this far, feel free to feel free to leave. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep going. We're going to talk about the NFL. Uh, the first full week of preseason games is upon us, and yeah, yeah. Why, why not use that as a springboard to just decide what's going to happen in the AFC. I know. Um, I mean, it's too bad we're not talking NFC tonight because clearly Daniel Jones is going to lead the Giants to the Super Bowl unless Kyler Murray stands in his way because they both had one good preseason drive last night. So clearly we've, we've got two new stars in football. We're recording this August 9th. So yes. it's important. <laughs> and, and, I, and I usually am not the one who throws out the caveat of things can change and, th- you know, we don't know things. But they can. Sure. Um, sure. Well, mine is going to very much matter as we go along in this. Um, okay. And I'm just going to throw that out there as a tease. And you can try <laughs> to figure out what I mean uh, as well, we go. Well, I have an idea what you might mean because it might be something that I'm thinking too but we'll we'll see we'll, see we'll we cross get there. that bridge when we get there yeah um but let's start with uh the most boring of the divisions in the afc and that's the afc east okay the patriots have won the afc east i think since 1937 <laughs> um the nfl's well, in its hundredth year yeah, and uh yeah I feel like that the Patriots have won it since they joined the league. So yeah, I mean it's it's been a, a division that has had a lot of turnover. Other than them, lots of coaches, lots of quarterbacks, and and you know we're we're seeing it again this year. Uh, you know a new a new coach and quarterback in Miami, a new coach in New York. Um, you know, so it's yeah, yeah. I mean it, it would be a surprise if anybody beat out New England in that division. Um, I do like some of the things the Jets and the Bills have, but not enough to go all the all in with them just yet. So I, I really like the Bills. Um, do you? A lot of people do. I, I just think, of, similar to the Baltimore Ravens, they're kind of building something different. Yeah, they're, they're zigging yeah. when everyone else is zagging a little bit. Yeah. The, the Ravens are absolutely doing that, and we'll get to them when we talk about the North. Yes. But, yeah. But, you know, Josh Allen can throw the ball well, but he's a runner. Um, you know, yeah. they, they wound up going 4-4 four and four at home last year. He got a lot of reps. We saw them in quite possibly their worst offensive Oof. performance. That was not good. Yeah, yeah. What we saw with our own two eyes was not anything that would give you a lot of confidence. But they did get better over the course of the year. I mean, that was week, what, four? Yeah. Week three, week four. So, they you know, he got better and they got better and, and they they made some you know they made a lot of additions uh, you know spent spent some money on the offensive line uh, got a couple receivers I think they got John Brown from the Ravens uh, they got somebody else too I'm blanking on I know they they signed a couple receivers not a big uh, name Cole Beasley that's right yeah yeah from the from the Cowboys yeah so you know they they've made some additions and yeah, I think they could be pretty good I think they could be interesting let's say that I I don't have them making the playoffs. But I think they could be interesting and, you know, are, as you say, building something maybe for 
a year from now, two years from now, you know, when I might be more comfortable saying they're a playoff team. Um, I am picking them to finish second in the East. Okay, I'm not. And then I'm going, I, I, you and I are going to be very different because I'm going with Chosen Rosen and the Dolphins to finish third. Okay. Um, okay. I think that this Jets, I think the Jets have too many personalities. Uh, the personality to talent ratio is off on the Jets. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's going to lead to an implosion. Yeah, I'm I'm high on the Jets. The Jets are kind of my out on a limb pick. Um, I you know I, I I'm picking the Patriots to win the division, even though I don't want to. Um, but I, I think uh, I think Darnold's going to have a pretty good second year, and I'm going to hedge my bets with Le'Veon Bell. That you know he's motivated enough to have a good year. I don't know if it's going to be a great signing long term. By the end of the contract, it might be like, oh, boy, we really wish he wasn't around or maybe he's not around anymore. But I think this year he's going to be pretty good. Um, so I, I got Jets two. I got Bills three, Dolphins four. You know, I like Josh Rosen and I hope he has a good year, but they just don't have much. Uh, you know, their offensive line is very good. Um, I have a feeling he's just going to get beat up if he is the starter and maybe it might be better for him if Fitzpatrick starts the year as the starter and then he can come in a few weeks later um, uh, just to give him some time to continue to learn the team a little. But uh, I just think it's going to be a rough year with Miami. And I think they're kind of designing it that way. I don't want to say tanking, but I think Miami's thought is, okay, you know, if it's, if it's rough, that's fine. We'll, we'll rebuild quick. Do you think any team besides the Patriots finishes above 500 in the East? Yeah. Jets. Okay. So you do think your two is going to finish above 500? Yes. I don't. I think that the Bills might get to 8-8, eight and eight, and I don't think anyone else does. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's move on. NFC North. Okay. AFC North. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, whoa, are we, are we shifting gears here? But yes, AFC North. AFC North. Home, home of the team that is getting the more, the most hype of a team that hasn't been in the playoffs in more than a decade, the Cleveland Browns. Are you not buying into the hype? Not really. Oh, man. Not, not really. Man, I mean, you and I I'm are... I'm not saying I think they, get, they stink, but but no, no. I'm, I, I'm always wary of the team that puts together a win streak when they're already out of it. And we all just... I mean, it's the Cincinnati Bengals 1990s phenomenon. Every year they would do this. They'd start 3-9, and nine, then they'd win 3 out of 4 and be like, oh, next year the Bengals are going to be good. And then they sucked again. And so I am wary of the Browns. You talk about personalities and Odell Beckham and Mayfield. Like, ugh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm buying in. I, okay. I'm buying in. I, I think that you and I may have a significant disagreement on this division. Okay. Um, I'm going Browns one, Ravens two, Steelers three, and Bengals fighting for the worst team in the NFL. Well, we don't have significant disagreement except our one and three are reversed. Uh, you know, so we got two and four the same. I don't know if one and three reversed counts as significant disagreement. It might. Um, I've got Pittsburgh. I think, and I, I teased this to you when we texted today. I think Pittsburgh is going to be this year's Seattle. And I said it last year, and I, was, I turned out to be right. I was wrong on some things, admittedly, but I was right about Seattle. Addition by subtraction, Seattle jettisoned some of their big personalities, and everyone thought, oh, this team's going to fall apart, and they didn't. And I think Pittsburgh is that this year. No Antonio Brown is fine. He's a great player, but he had become a massive distraction, and he's continuing on that path. And we'll talk about the Raiders, I'm sure, a little with the news of the day with him. Um, and no Le'Veon Bell means nothing. He wasn't there last year. Uh, so viewing so theory potential. From, yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think at the end of the year, the Steelers went, what, 9-6-1 and one last year or something like that? They had the tie, I know, in week one. They I think went 9-6-1. Was the, it that? Okay. The Ravens Missed were 10-6, won the division. Steelers 9-6-1. Yes. I got I got the Steelers, you know, winning eleven games. I don't think they're going to go fourteen and two or anything like that. But I think Roethlisberger is going to have a better year, not having to deal with Antonio Brown. Um, they they have plenty of weapons with with Juju. Your boy Juju is is there. Um, and, I think he's and, great. You know, uh, and if you, I'll, I'll throw this out there 
because no one who I know listens to this, uh, who I play in a fantasy league with, the number two receiver on the Steelers, whoever comes out of camp with that job, that's who I'm picking with my like late round yeah. flyer. James Washington or Ryan Switzer. I know some people love what Ryan Switzer might do this year. I've heard that. Um, so I want to talk about what the Ravens are doing a little okay. bit. This is like being Stanford in the air it out, like the first Harbaugh Stanford team. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, everyone's going to go air raid, spread it out, Mm -hmm. shotgun. Wide open passing attack. Yeah. We're going to get Mark Ingram. Yeah. And we're going to get a bunch of big linemen and we're just going to run the ball a ton. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's going to be interesting with them. I have a couple trepidations with them and that one is, you know, can Lamar Jackson pass well enough and he stay healthy if he's going to run that much. And if he doesn't run that much, can he pass well enough to be serviceable? Uh, he, you know, I don't think Lamar Jackson's ever going to be Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but he doesn't need to be. Well, and they're he not, just, look, this is a short term play. His, his yes. backup quarterback tells you how short term it might be. Yes. RG3. Uh, because yeah. RG3 yeah. shows you like, one one bad hit, it all goes <laughs> yeah, away. That's true. That yeah. is true. Very good point. Yeah, the, the cautionary tale right there behind him of uh, you know shooting star that burned out quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I just I worry about that. And and they lost so much on defense. That team was carried by their defense. That run they had last year. Yeah, Lamar Jackson got a lot of love for it, and you know I like him. But they they you know their second half run was dominant defense, and they lost a lot. And, and I just don't know if they're going to be good enough on defense to make up for that. I, I have them second, but I could be talked into Cleveland second. Uh, I think those two are close. I don't have either one of them making the playoffs. I don't know if you got us. I mean, we didn't. We didn't. Are we going to do wild cards at the end? Uh, well, I have not set a wild card team yet. So okay. Well, I'll just tell you, I have. I have the Jets getting a wild card. Okay. So that's one. I don't have another one coming out of the North, and obviously you don't either. I do not. Okay. I thought about Cleveland. I mean, I don't want to tell you I think Cleveland's going to stink. I don't. I'm not saying I think they're going to go 4-12. and 12, But I'm just not sold on the hype. they got to, they got to prove it to me over more than, you know, four or five games when nothing was really on the line. Maybe they will. And if they do, great. They're coming here week 15. I'll be very excited to see a good Cleveland Browns team here in Arizona in week 15. But I'll believe it when I see it. For me, where it comes down to is last year in the division, Cleveland was three, two, and one. Yeah, and, and I think they're better this year. So if they can yeah. go four and two in the division, or maybe even five and one in the division, I don't know that it's going to matter. They if probably because I, mean, I, I think five and one in the division, that's probably enough to win the division. I uh, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Because I I just think I think that all of these teams could be nine and seven, all three of them, and yeah. the Bengals will be you know two and fourteen. Yeah, I don't have the Bengals being very good. I think we uh, you know we, we might be seeing the end of the Red Rifle uh, there. Well, I mean, and AJ Green you know, getting hurt. Right. You know, doesn't help. Yeah, and there's no know, sense so. rushing him back. Might as well. No, there is not. Might as well hold no. out and try to get a number one pick and get you know Tua or Herbert yeah. or whoever you like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it seems like they may be not quite like Miami, but somewhat. You know, new coach, and it, you know, it might be the year to kind of okay. Let's let's see what we got. What do we want to go forward with, and and what areas do we want to change? Uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, it shows you how quickly things change in the NFL. Because in 2015, the Bengals had one of the brightest young rosters. Uh, they were deep. They were talented. They were on their way to big things. And here we are four years later, and neither one of us has them even sniffing a playoff contention. No. Uh, I mean, things change fast in this league. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's move to the AFC South. Okay. I think this is as interesting as the North. Um, yeah, it's it's an intriguing one. I think you could make an argument if you wanted to for all four teams to win the division. Uh, you know, I mean, there's there's something there. Yeah, 
I, I don't know where you come down on this. I think Tennessee has a chance to have one of the weakest quarterback quarterback controversies you've ever seen. I don't think they have a quarterback controversy. I know people try to drop people that want, up. People want it to be a Tannehill-Mariota controversy. I know, but I mean, you know, so Ryan Tannehill threw two touchdowns against guys who were playing in the AAF last night. He should. He's a former NFL starter. But what in in six, seven years of Ryan Tannehill tells us that, you know, he's that good? He's not. He's decent. Ryan Tannehill can have a nice long career as a Ryan Fitzpatrick if he wants. Being a backup, spot starter. Have your moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and look, I don't know if Mariota... You know, he's injured a lot, and that's the thing with him. He has to prove he can stay healthy. But he has shown that at high end, he's pretty good. I mean, he's had some really strong moments in the NFL. Um, He has to stay healthy. That's the bottom line, and and he hasn't proven he can do that yet. Um, But to me, there's not even a a shadow of a doubt that, look, if Ryan Tannehill's starting there, I don't think they're having a very good year. Let's say that. Like, I mean, if he's starting, it's either because Mario is hurt again or things have gone really bad and, and they're stuck going to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you talk about guys who are average, who have their moments. Yeah. Who are named Nick Foles. <laughs> I was um, thinking of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of money. And now we'll see. Look, their defense, regression to the mean. They're not going to be as good as they were two years ago. I don't think it'll be as bad as last season. They are are a fascinating team for me because of just that. Like, you know, two years ago, everything went right. And last year, just about everything went wrong. And so you ask yourself, like, which one are they closer to? Are they closer to that team that was really good two years ago and, you know, went to went to Foxborough and had a two-score lead in the fourth quarter in the AFC title game? Or are they closer to the five-win team they were last year? And I'm not sure. I really don't know. I have them finishing third in the South because I don't necessarily believe that I, – I believe Foles is an upgrade over Bortles. I do yeah. not believe he is so far ahead – that it will get them to leapfrog what the Colts and Texans have built. I agree. I agree. I, I think. I think if I had to put an order, I'd have them fourth and Tennessee third. But I, I could be talked into going the other way. Um, you know, I just, I, you, you know, I'm just not sold. I, I guess if I had to say right now, I think they're closer to the five win team, and I don't think Nick Foles is the piece to put them over the top to to make the difference between five wins and eleven. I don't think so. Not many guys are that good. And I certainly don't think he is. Um, You know, I think he's, yeah, I agree with you. He's better than Bortles. Um, But, you know, Jalen Ramsey, great player, but head case. Leonard Fournette can be a great player, but also head case. Uh, You know, Yannick Ngakwe held out. He's kind of a head. I mean, they just have too many weird personalities. Telvin Smith decides to, you know, sit out the year and maybe come back next year, but who knows? Uh, it just like too much is weird about them. Well, I agree with you. And that's why I have them third. I have, okay. I have Houston one Colts two with my first wild card, uh, of my okay. two wild card picks. Okay. Uh, and then Jacksonville, Tennessee. I, if Andrew Luck stays healthy, I think it's a dogfight. If Luck and Watson are both healthy, yeah, I think that the South has the potential to be really good. Um, yeah, agreed, agreed. This, this, so uh, your, you know, hey, caveat, things can change. Obviously, is not mine because mine is Andrew Luck and the Colts. Um, uh, because if if you told me Andrew Luck was going to be okay. And I think you got reason to be worried about that with this calf thing that's gone on for like three months. Um, if you told me it was going to be okay, I'd pick that we go to the Super Bowl. And, and a week ago, I would have. But I've changed that a bit. I, I'm still picking them to win the division uh, because I'm going to hedge my bets that he'll be okay, but I'm not hedging them that much. Uh, I don't want to pick them to go to the Super Bowl and he plays, you know, 
two games and, and they go, you know, seven and nine or something like that. Brissett's a nice player. That's good, you know, good solid backup. But for, he's not for in two games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, he's he's not. I mean, yeah, if if, if Luck misses two games and Brissett has to play, they can probably go one and one and things will be fine. Um but if Luck misses eight games, ten games, sixteen games like he did two years ago, it's gonna be rough. Um, he, you know, he he is the engine for that offense, and he's really good. He had a great year last year after everybody gave up on his career. Well, and his, um, and he got stronger. That's the other. He part, did as the he season did. went on. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was back looking like the Andrew Luck of his first two or three years. Uh, you know, and and they really built that offensive line, and they drafted well, and you know, I mean, they have done a good job of remaking that team quickly. Again, you know, the opposite of the Bengals. Uh, two years ago, you looked at the Colts roster and thought, "Ooh, God, they have nothing." And now you look at it and think, "Wow, this is a pretty good team," you know. But it it still hinges on Andrew Luck, and so I'm I'm picking them to win the division. I got Houston too, but no wild card. Um, a little wary of Bill O'Brien having too much power there, and he seems to have all the power. Uh, I love Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, but not sold on the rest of the team enough to to go in for them. I'm going the other way. I think getting Will Fuller back will just add another weapon. Could, Kiki, Kiki. I mean, uh, the the beyond Hopkins receiving core is as strong, pretty good. you know, as it's yeah. ever been for that yeah. team. If, I mean, if Fuller can stay healthy, he's great with Watson. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the production, but he, he just he's fragile too. So uh, you know, it's one of those again, see it to believe it type of things. Yeah. So I'm going with the Texans winning the South, the Colts finishing okay. second, but getting the okay. wild card spot. All right. Um, the opposite order, but I got only Indy making the playoffs. So let's move to the AFC West, and, and here is where my caveat comes in. Okay. And I want to be, be fully transparent with you. On my cheat sheet that I wrote for myself, I referred to them as San Diego, not Los Angeles for the Chargers. It's hard not to. Um, I, I saw them play last night, and – you don't know how many times in my mind before the game I thought, I'm going to see San Diego. I'm like, no, I'm not. L.A., sorry. Um, but mine is Gordon's holdout. Okay, okay. The, if he really holds out, I like Austin Eckler, but uh-huh. I'm not sure I'll stand by my picks okay. from here on out. Okay. Um, if, he, if he comes back, then I, I'm all in on these picks. Um, okay. In the regular season, AFC West, I just think Kansas City's offense is too good. Me They'll too. beat a Me lot too. of teams, so I have them winning. But I've got San Diego as my other wild card team, and by San Diego, LA. I mean Los San Angeles. Diego. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got the same. I've got KC winning the West, and I've got the Chargers. I'll just say the Chargers to avoid saying the wrong city um, as the second place team getting the wild card. Much like last year, I think you know each team can win 11, 12 games. Um, and, and the Chargers will probably have a better record than the team they play in the first round, um, which they did last year, I believe, uh, when they had to go to, to Baltimore. Um, but, yeah, I think both those teams make the playoffs. Um, and then the Joe Flacco era in Denver and the Hard Knocks era of Oakland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Antonio Brown circus. Will yeah. he sit out if he doesn't get to use his helmet? Which, by the uh, way, I, I find it to be an interesting thing that the NFL will punish the team. I know. And the team bizarre. has to punish the player. Well, the team bizarre. has a bunch of money. so I know. You know. Uh, bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I don't get that at all. But, I mean, they quite simply, the NFL, they, they patrol the sidelines every game. They have somebody at every game patrolling yeah, that, that's the person the who used to report to Merton Hanks that your yes. your socks yes. were the wrong color. Socks were too low or, yeah, your knee pads aren't there. So the bottom line is, here's the deal. You don't want to play with the helmet? Goodbye. Because all we hear, and, and look, it's true, we need to, but all we've heard is whining and complaining about player safety. They need to value player safety. Well, they have done this with the collaboration of the NFLPA, by the way. This is not heavy-handed NFL saying this is the way it is. And they've given you a series of different helmets you can use. And they've told you the old ones, they grandfathered them in for last year, and they didn't have to do that, but they did. And they said, no more. And so if Antonio Brown wants to be a spoiled brat and say he wants to play with his helmet, then take his helmet to the XFL. Yeah, and I, see you later. The, I, the league will move on without you. 
I I saw it noted on Twitter that uh, Aaron Rodgers also will have to yeah. change helmets this season. Yeah, Tom Brady. I mean, uh, two of the biggest names in the game used an old helmet last year that won't be allowed this year. And you haven't heard any, you know, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't hesitate to tell you when he's unhappy about something. And you haven't heard any complaining from him about it. So get over it. But Antonio Brown is, thinks that he's above the rules. He think, I mean, and, and Pittsburgh led him to think that way, apparently. But God, they got to be happy to be rid of him. Uh, they just, I mean, I know that was the joke on Twitter. This, this story broke today. But Mike Tomlin's got to be reading this and just thinking, oh, thank God, this guy's not my problem anymore. Yeah. Because he is a problem. He's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. But he is so, he has become incredibly outsized of his ego. And, and yeah, the Raiders, they, they got what they deserved. They I mean, wanted him, and they got him. So, you know, you say he's a Hall of Fame player. Well, so is T.O., and he wore out yes. his welcome at a number Absolutely. of locations. Every place he was, <laughs> yes. That's why he ended up playing for six or seven different teams by the time it was over. So, yeah, I mean, I just, like, this is ridiculous. The whole thing with his feet and, you know, frostbite. I mean, what, what a circus this guy is. And, and uh, you know, you and I have talked about it a lot. Talent overcomes a lot. Talent overcomes a lot of distractions. But you got to be available. And he wasn't, he, you know, he quit on the Steelers at the end of last year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. He absolutely quit. Um, and now he's pulling this stuff with the Raiders after they gave him all this money and, you know, built everything around him, basically. Um, he is, yeah, I, I'm just tired of him completely. And, and I really, really, I would like for the NFL to say, well, there's a few other leagues starting up. Have fun. Go talk to Vince McMahon. He'll give you a lot of money. You can play in the XFL. Yeah. See you later. Whatever helmet you want. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I, 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 you know, I don't believe he ultimately will because he's not giving up the money. He'll, he'll, you know, he'll be there. I would guess. Um, but boy, the Raiders. Uh, you know, I, you know, I like. I want to like the Raiders. I love the old Raiders, and I, you know, Ken Stabler and 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 Jim Plunkett, and you know, there's something magical about the Raiders. But God. Well, they they got what they deserved with this guy. He, the, you know, it, it harkens back to you know just walking through his offseason. So he forces a trade, he forces his way yeah. out, he goes to Oakland, then he immediately picks a fight with Juju Smith Schuster, who right. all Juju said was "Good luck." Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and when he was in college, said, "Hey, AB, can I get some advice?" Right, and all right, of a sudden, right. that makes him a terrible person? I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that whole circus. So then he, so that happens. Then he's got the, you know, the bleached mustache at the same time That's for right. whatever reason. That's right. Then yep. he hot air balloons into camp only to find uh-huh. out that he can't practice because he his feet play. are blistered. But they're right. not blistered. They're frostbitten because he went to cryotherapy and didn't wear the recommended uh-huh. shoes similar uh-huh. to not wearing the recommended helmet and <laughs> right. you know. yeah yeah and then yeah. and then when we started to not talk about him because we solved that all of a sudden it comes out oh no i'm not i'm not refusing to practice because of the blisters or the frostbite i'm refusing right. to practice because they won't let me wear my preferred helmet right. even it's though they're insane. paying me millions of dollars to I practice know. absolutely insane yeah yeah i mean i just like this is why i'm bullish on the steelers because I just feel like exercising this guy from the team is going to just give everybody kind of a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, God, we don't have to deal with this guy anymore. Uh, I mean, I just think they, you know, that's a good organization. And, I mean, they, they created him, no doubt. They share the blame. Mike Tomlin is, is a player's coach, and he let him become this uh, where he thought he was above the law. But, man, they got to be glad to get rid of him. Now that said, I have the Raiders finishing third and the Broncos fourth because I don't believe yeah. in Joe Flacco. I don't believe in Joe Flacco much either. That, to me, that's a that's a toss up. I don't think either team. You know, I think there's going to be a big disparity between the top two and the second two. Uh, you know, I think I think you're looking at four or five games difference between the Chargers and third place. Uh, I, I'd probably go Broncos. Just because I think there's less chance of the Broncos utterly imploding, like I think the, I think the Broncos could go six to ten, seven and nine, something like that. Not not great, but you know, Flacco's decent. 
they got a good defense. You know, Big Fangio's a solid coach, I think. The Raiders could be a disaster. Like I say, I mean, you watch Hard Knocks, and I fall into this trap every year. I don't know about you. But you see this one team, and you think, you know, they could be pretty good. Yeah. You know, how can they not? I, I, I have written for my note next to the Raiders, Hard Knocks makes you believe. It does. It does. I mean, because you only see them, and you see these, you know, you see the names that you didn't realize were on the team, and you see the coaches in the meetings, and you think, well, why can't they be good? Well, the bottom line is, you know, you always have to remind yourself that all 32 teams are doing this right now. And if you had cameras on all 32, you'd see that all the coaching staffs are professing confidence, and all the players, you know, are feeling like this is going to be our year, and for some it just won't. It's the law of averages. Not every team can be good. And, and you know, the, the floor with the Raiders is low. Like, you, you know, you could see the bottom dropping out. If things don't start well, it could get ugly there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the playoffs. Um, okay. What we're going to do for our listeners who've made it this far is we're going to – I'm just kidding. There's no one listening. Uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to walk through our AFC playoffs and then we're going to stop – the next yes. recording, we're going to walk through all of the NFC. The NFC playoffs, our Super Bowl pick, and then our 54, awards. Which, my God, does that make you feel old? Yeah. But yes, we will do it. Uh, so I have the Patriots as my number one seed, the Chiefs as yep. my two, Houston yep. three, Cleveland four, San Diego five, Indy six. Now, once again, San Diego does not play in the NFL anymore. They do on my sheet. I'm, I'm staying true to my sheet. I told you that I put San Diego instead of Los Angeles, and I'm comfortable I gotcha. with I gotcha. that. Okay, okay. Uh, so we're not too different in the top two, but got different order. I got Chiefs one, Patriots two. Uh, I got Indy three, and I got Steelers four for my division winners. And then I've got Chargers five, Jets six. All right, so my round one, I've got Los Angeles at Cleveland, yeah. uh, and I'm taking the Chargers, and okay. I have Indy at Houston, and I'm taking Indy. A rematch of last year's Indy at Houston. Yeah, I'm, and I'm taking the road team in yep. both games. All right, all right. I am going to go uh, Chargers over Steelers. And I'm going to go Colts over Jets in mine, which sets up Chargers at Chiefs and Colts at Pats. So I'm the reverse. I have the Chargers at Pats, Colts at Chiefs. But we have the same final four, so that's kind of neat. Yes, we do. Yeah, okay. Uh, And I'm going with both AFC West teams, Chargers over Pats, Chiefs over Indy, so the Chiefs will be hosting the Chargers in the AFC okay. title game. Well, I can't do that because I've got them playing each other. Uh, so I've got Chiefs beating the Chargers, and I've got the Colts getting a measure of revenge for five years ago, Deflate Gate, and all that stuff, going into Foxborough and winning, getting to the AFC title game. Well, I think we've na- we're about to now hear why everyone said what they said about their caveats with injuries and whatnot because and holdouts because I'm picking the Chargers over the Chiefs in Phil Rivers' masterpiece going into Arrowhead and coming out as the AFC champion. All right. Well, again, a week ago, I was going to pick the Colts over the Chiefs, but I'm a little leery, and so I'm going to go with what feels sort of quasi-safe and say that Andy Reid finally gets over the hump in Kansas City. He did get there with Philly. Uh, but gets Kansas City to a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm a, I will say this, and I, you know, I say it and you think, well, geez, you just picked him to go to the Super Bowl. I'm a little wary of all this Mahomes hype. There's just there's too much love for Patrick Mahomes right now. And I like him, and I hope he has a great year. Uh, you know, but like, can he keep it up at this level? That's really hard to do. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna presume that this year he can. Tyreek Hill somehow is still playing for them. If you bet that at the end of April, you would have lost big. Um, but you know, here he is still in in the fold, and I think they're good enough to do it. And I think the defense will be better this year, so I'm gonna pick them to get there. Yeah, I, I 
believe. I mean, I agree with you. I'm stunned about uh, Hill still playing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but, boy. I mean, on Thursday night of the draft, if you had said that we'd be talking about Tyreek Hill playing for the Chiefs this year, I think people would have thought we were nuts. But here's here's a stat for you. If you take away 10 touchdown passes from Pat Mahomes, yeah. he is still leading the NFL in touchdown passes last season. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, he was great last year, and I, I, I just – it's that uh, – it's you know we talked about it with basketball and Giannis, and it's like you know when everybody loves somebody, then it's like people just wait for them to to have a flaw. And even when they lost the AFC title game, he played so well late that no one has really criticized him at all. And I just feel like it's only a matter of time before the critics come out because we just can't we can't have nice things anymore in sports. Like you know we got to find something to pick, whether it's LeBron James or or, or you know. Patrick Mahomes or Giannis or whatever, or Mike Trout for being boring. Like, we got to have something to criticize someone for. And I just feel like this year we'll have it. At some point, we'll have a massive criticism for Patrick Mahomes. He takes too many chances. He's a hot dog, uh, whatever it is. I, I just, I agree with you. And, you know, he threw a ball left handed in practice and everyone right. freaked out. But right. I, I, the, he was so far and away. The best statistical quarterback. He was. I mean, here. this is the part that drove me crazy, and I'm glad we got to this because I wasn't sure how we could bring it up, but I, I want to okay. bring this up. Okay. So I already said my little 10 fewer touchdown stat. If yes. he threw for 500 fewer yards, he still would have had more yards than <laughs> Rodgers, Brady, Rivers, Eli, Cousins, Watson. Yeah. If he threw for 1,000 fewer yards, 1,000 fewer yards – He'd still have thrown for more yards than Drew Brees. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, crazy because, you know, Brees usually puts up these, you know, arena league numbers. He didn't get to 4,000 yards last year, Mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing because 4,000 yards is like, you know, you do that in your sleep now if you play 16 games. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, and that almost, like, all those numbers are what gives me some trepidation because how do you possibly repeat that? But what I'm saying and is if, he doesn't have to repeat, repeat it, it. He's still great. He doesn't have to, but but that's that's almost the thing. Is like he set this impossible standard. It's like Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger Woods came out and at 24 he wins three majors, and you know by 25 he's won four in a row. You can never repeat that. And so I've heard over the years like, well, he's not what he used to be. No, because that was historic greatness. You're not going to have that every year. Well, and, 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 and I so, agree with you. They're absolutely going to dump on him, but. Even if he has what the pundits and the yeah. Twitterati consider to be a down yeah. year, he's still going to be, yeah. you know, among the best, the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I am not rooting for any of this. I guess Mahomes a little bit reminds me of Tua. They had such great years last year. And they put up these unbelievable numbers. And now you're starting again from zero. And I just feel like it's sometimes hard to do that a second year in a row. I mean, you know, Marino had that kind of year in 84. Unbelievable year. And in 85, he had a pretty good year, but it wasn't as good. And it was like, you know, well, Marino slipped. No, he didn't really slip. He just had a historic year in 84 that you're not going to have every year. Yeah. And I mean, Mahomes was second year, kind of very similar to Marino. One MVP set records so I, you know he had a, a comparable year two to what marino did in 84 the difference being that marino did things that no one had ever done and you know mahomes threw for five thousand yards he didn't even lead the league in passing so you've got the chiefs i've got the chargers we'll find out who they're going to play in the super bowl and who's yes. going to win yes next time that's right that's right until then he's matt i'm ben it's the ben and matt sportscast